So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to the following brokers. Ameritim Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster. Yeah, that's a big one. 11,000 agents. Plum Tree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, and Agent Strong all have taken action and negotiated steep discounts on Rebus University's award-winning courses for all of their agents. If you want unpublished pricing for all of your agents like these brokers have done, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply pick up the phone and text or call Catherine Brower at 843-749-9900. And now for the review of the day, five stars, great practical tips to put to use immediately. I love the listing appointment format. Margaret Fantanini, five stars, the CLA course. Keep the comments coming guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one star review if you want, or a five star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, rock stars. I have a great guest coming out of Texas, uh, many areas in Texas actually. Now she has expanded, and she has a brokerage called Avo a Realty, and they are turning some heads in Texas. And I needed to catch up with her and find out what she is doing, and uh, and get down to the nitty gritty. So I'm excited for today's show. I have Misty Burton on. Misty, welcome to Real Estate Rock Stars. Thank you, Pat. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, Missy, why don't you tell our Rockstar Nation a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Absolutely. So my name is Misty. I live just outside of Austin, Texas. We, I've been in, an, in and out of the real estate business for many moons. 2015, I found myself back in the real estate business knowing that I needed more. I needed more time off. I needed more money. I needed more vacation. I needed lots of stuff in my life. I just wasn't quite sure how to get there. So I um, started coaching, which was probably one of the biggest things that was a game changer in my business. So now I'm running three teams across Texas. We're in Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. Wow. And as of 2018, I am completely out of production. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I mean, because, you know, that's a big struggle for most agents, right? Getting out of production. It's easier to get out of parts of production, but 
just getting out of it fully, it hurts the soul, right? It hurts the soul because you get attached to it. So we'll dig deep into that. What, okay. So let's, let's get to some nitty gritty first. So what was your ECI, your ego commission income for 2017 or, or for the last 12 months, let's say? Yeah. So in 2017, my GCI, and that was me, and I had just, I started a team late in 2017. So we did just over 500,000 in GCI. That was compared to 2016, where it was solely me, and I did 200,000. Um, and we did 75 units in 2017. Well, that's amazing. So, so for most of 2017, right? Because you didn't start building your team until the end of 2017, right? So for most of 2017, it was just you and you, yes. you went from 200 grand to 500 grand? Correct. Okay. How? You know, I'll tell you, number one, I was getting the coaching. I had never had real estate coaching before. I now coach and I am a coach with Club Wealth. Club that Wealth. So who's your, your coach? Club Wealth. Okay. Mm -hmm. What did Club Wealth, tell me about Club Wealth. What did they do? Like what, what happened? Right. You know, okay. it started with honestly being able to see my business as a business. I was really good all the years previously of running a hobby. I made a lot of money running a hobby, but I didn't have a business. So when I got started coaching with Club Wealth, it was, you know, immediate focus on business. Where is my business structure at? Mm. Um, what are my systems that I have in place that will help me um, grow my income instead of just watching the money go out the door. So once I started looking at my business like a business, it, it just kind of took off from there. You know, it's systems, it's structure, it's replication, it's delegation. Um, it's, you know, uh, setting money aside for those rainy days. I am not great at budgeting, but that's what coaching helped me do. It really gave me focus and it allowed me to dream bigger than I'd ever dreamed before. I never dreamed of getting out of production. I never thought it was an option until somebody said, hey, it's an option. And I thought, well, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. So, um, all right. So let's, let, let's talk about this. So first of all, what was your net profit on the 500 gram? So I run, you know, when it was just me, my, my overhead wasn't high. In 2017, we definitely had more expenses than we needed to growth was, um, there was a little bit of pain. So we were running about a 51%. Uh, our expenses were about 51%. Um, I am currently working on whittling that down and getting really, really good at tracking my numbers. So um, that was a pain point for me, watching those expenses grow as I added agents onto our team. And, you know, thank goodness I had a coach beside me to watch my P&L and kind of see where, you know, the expenses were coming from. But we ran pretty high in 2017. I'm not too proud about that. So in 2017, it was 51%. So you, you kept 250. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when you, and, and, and 2016, when you made 200, what'd you keep? Um, I didn't have hardly any expenses. So I'd say I kept, you know, the majority of that. I didn't right, have you're, you're your own broker, right? So you don't yeah. have to pay, you don't have to pay a franchise. Exactly. Okay. So, so let's say you kept 200 or 220. Right. Uh, no, cause you made 200. I made so 200. So yeah, probably, I probably had 30,000 in expenses. Right. I don't know. Well, you still went from, you still went from 170 
to 250. So you still made 80,000 more. You grew the team. Now, the, the benefit that I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you, when you grow the team like that, and number one, you made 80 grand, which is, which is no joke, right? You made 80,000 more dollars. Number two, by getting out of production and building the team, you're allowing yourself more free time, right? You're allowing yourself more control of, of your time because you're not the one that's constantly, you know, pop-tarting um, all these buyers and sellers. Absolutely. So how did you specifically go to movement out of production? I want to see how you built this team, but just to get a perspective of, of the team, uh, of your business. So what, first of all, how many units did you sell? Uh, in 2017, we did 75 units. Yeah, that's right. You said that. Okay. So how many were buyers? How many were sellers? Uh, we did more sellers. So I think we were about 60, 40. Okay. I love that. Okay. That's a great ratio. I think uh, more agents should be that. So, so usually people aren't 60, 40 listings to buyers unless they're doing some sort of outbound prospecting or some sort of aggressive SOI, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, nurturing uh, that focuses on listings, right? I mean, you don't go 60-40 by focusing on listings because I think that it's kind of like a garden, right? If you don't do anything, weeds will grow in your garden. If you plant flowers and pull the weeds, then you're going to have a much better looking garden. And the same right. thing with real estate agents. If they don't do anything, their garden is going to fill up with weeds, i.e. buyer leads, right? Right. And if they're aggressive and they're assertive and they're pulling the weeds and planting the flowers, they're planting flowers instead. It's going to be much part of your garden. So, so how did you get it? What, what are you doing to be a 60% yeah. listing Absolutely, Absolutely. So when I was a solo agent, I really didn't work with buyers. I was, I've always been a listing agent. I didn't even realize how much opportunity I was missing out on by not working with those buyers. I thought the whole goal was just to get out there with listings and that was it. Well, when I started coaching, I realized I've got signs in those yards and those are sign calls that are coming in that are super hot. To me, at that point in my career, they were annoying. I didn't have time for buyers. So that was kind of the beginning of how I started my team was look at all the lost opportunities. So regardless, um, how I was getting those listings, I do like expireds. I'm not your traditional agent that is aggressive um, on expireds, but I do like expireds. And then I have a couple of lead sources um, that help us get those listings. So I like uh, leads like Candy, which is Z Buyers. And I just am very, very consistent on reaching out to expired listings. And then my sphere of influence, of course. So, okay, so let, let me talk to you about some of these. Leads by Candy, what is leads that? Leads by Candy. What, what is that? It is, um, you can go to leadslikecandy.com. It is a seller and a buyer um, website resource. It's, it's amazing. I get a lot of business. But how does it work? It's, um, it's a database. So actually these people that are in that database reach out to various uh, the sellers come from the the bandit signs that you get that say, we buy your house as cash. Mm -hmm. So that's how the sellers get in there. And then the buyers, I believe, have, 
think they've either applied for a mortgage. I'm not 100% sure on the buyers, but we have excellent luck on both buyers and sellers with that lead source. Yeah, so I guess they sort through them and they say, you know, will you sell your house for 60% of what it's worth? And they're like, eh, no, I'm not interested. And they're like, well, rather than throwing it away, let's sell it to an agent and then right. sell it to Misty. I well, it. so when I reach out to them, I, you know, I invest in real estate as well. So I'm always looking for properties to purchase. And if it's not the right time for me to buy it, then I have plenty of people surrounding me that will buy it. So these people, they're probably in a desperate situation. So when I reach out, you know, I'm not necessarily Misty, your, your perfect realtor. It's more, you know, I understand you have a home you want to sell what you know what's going on how can i help you and if they're looking for a quick close great i can make that happen but if they're really just not sure how this real estate thing works then i meet with them and i say hey do you want to make you know 70 cents on the dollar and let's get it closed asap or would you rather you know let's do it traditionally look at what you could profit by doing it that way and i can be your realtor so you never know which direction it's going to go but it's, you know, it's a win-win for, for them either way. raised their hand and said, yes, I want to sell, you know. Absolutely. And more likely than not, they don't want the stress. They don't want the time that it takes to, you know, get a house ready and list it and put a sign in the yard and all that. Right. And so if you have a list of investors, you can work it that way. You can control your own inventory. It's, it's a, great, a great way to have listings today for sure is to have control of them. So, okay, so let's, um, let's talk a little bit about becoming independent of your team. Uh, let's phrase it a different way. Let's talk a little bit today about becoming independent from your clients, becoming, you know, building your team. Talk to me about that. What, what have you gone through? What have you found? What do you recommend? Absolutely. So, you know, it started when I realized that I was missing opportunities with buyers because I wasn't working with buyers. So I got a coach and he said, look at all of these missed opportunities. And I said, wow, I didn't even realize I'm missing half of my business. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So that was a natural evolution to hire a couple of buyers agents. You know, I thought if I can grow my business, have somebody managing these buyers, not have to refer them out, then that makes sense. So that's where it started. And then somewhere along the way, you know, a few months after doing that, I realized, um, and there's some headaches. There's, there's a lot of headaches with growing a team, but I realized I enjoy leading people. 
And I started to become very, very clear on what my why and what my passion is. My passion is working with people. My platform for doing that has always been real estate. But when I kind of grew my mindset a little bit and realized, you know, helping people buy and sell homes is great. And yes, it's life changing in so many ways, but I can add so much more value if I can help agents be grow their businesses yeah. and, and help them do avoid the pitfalls that I have experienced in all of these years in real estate. So, so who did you hire first? Did, did you hiring staff first or agents? Yep. So my very first hire was a transaction coordinator and outsourced transaction. Outsourced. Coordinator. So you're paying them per lead. Like well, per so I was paying that transaction coordinator per file. So she was a transaction. How much? Uh, three seventy five. Okay, that's about pay. right. Yep. Three seventy five per file. That's a great deal, by the way, because you know you're only paying them if you're doing deals. So if you right. do five deals one month, you're just paying that. If you're doing twenty deals one month, you don't have to freak out and hire somebody. And yes, you know you're just paying for that. So it's a great first step, without a doubt. And then you can take that the workload off of your plate, so that you can be out there doing the five hundred dollar an hour tasks instead of doing those you know, lower, uh, the, instead of doing the paperwork. So that's kind of where my leverage started was with that transaction coordinator. I quickly realized if I can give away all of these hours and hours of paperwork, then I can go out and do $500 an hour tasks and that will equal more income ultimately. Yeah, that's smart. And I've always believed in that. I call it dollar productive activity, right? Yes, sir. So what does your day look like? How, how many hours of dollar productive activity do you have in your day? Yeah, absolutely. So my day, it has changed now. You know, when I was, when I was starting out and I had that, just that transaction coordinator, I was able to do more prospecting and the phone became my best friend. Um, it is absolutely true. I mean, it always seems to go back to that old school real estate, but dialing for dollars is, is the real deal. Now that I'm out of production, I have replaced my prospecting with recruiting. So instead of calling uh, buyers and sellers, I'm now calling agents to see if I can help them grow their businesses and what I can do to bring value to them. So who are you calling? Like, like you're calling at, like random agents or? Um, you know, we have, a, we have a method behind our madness. Whenever we do deals with agents, you know, we get to know them and we build relationships. So it's agents that, you know, might be on the other side of transactions that we're out there doing. It's people in the market that, you know, I can tell they're struggling. I can see their numbers and I can see that they, they've got more behind what they could be doing and they're just not doing it. So um, I'm pretty intentional. I don't just reach out to random people. I'm pretty intentional with who I reach out to. We just keep them. I prospect them just like I do or just like I did the buyers and sellers. Okay. And, um, uh, talk to me about some some of the systems you implemented in the last twelve months that allowed you to start doing this. Um, you know, and it also allowed you to double your business, obviously yeah. from two hundred to five hundred grand. What what systems have you implemented? Um, we have implemented one. We use Follow Up Boss for our CRM. I love Follow Up Boss because it allows me to run my recruiting. It allows me to run a lead flow out to my agents. It really is the brain behind my business. So getting the right CRM that allowed me to scale my business and not needing multiple systems was a big deal. 
Okay. And, and then um, now we've brought our transaction coordinator in-house. Now that we're doing enough deals that it made sense not to pay $375 a file, we now have an in-house transaction coordinator. And, um, you know, of course, she's got her systems down with all of that. And I've got an office manager who is my um, creative specialist as well. And she is helping with all of my recruiting. And what do they use? They use, so we use Brivity for our back office system. Brivity, okay. Brivity. Uh, the reason we started using Brivity was because we needed something transparent to our clients. So we're, um, now that the transaction coordinator is reaching out to the clients and communicating, Brivity offers some really cool features, transparency, where at the end of the day, the agents get uh, an email that says, look what your rock star agent did for you today. And there's no more questions of, what did my agent do? Because I haven't so heard Give me an example. Like what, like, I so, mean, do you, you know, want them our, knowing every little thing you do or, or is there only certain things? Give me an example. Certain, of Certain things. So we have our checklist in there. So the transaction coordinator, when we get a new file, she will start the, um, you know, either just listed or under contract checklist. And that has, you know, you name it. Uh, the sign's been put up. We've received the key. Um, pictures have been scheduled. The um, listing is on the MLS. So we pick and choose out of these checklists what we want our clients to see. You don't have to show them everything, but I want them to get a good list and they get an email at the end of every single day that um, includes, if that item's been checked off, they get a beautiful email that says, look what we did today. And it has improved our client satisfaction. They are always in the know. I don't have to call them three or four times a week. We do call them weekly and give them check-ins, but this way they are, they're prepared. By the time I get to them for that weekly check-in, they already know what we did all week. They already think that we're rock stars because they see all the little things that we're doing for them that they didn't know previously. Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. Very cool. Um, okay. And uh, what about apps? Do you have a favorite app that you use? Uh, oh, with yes. your business? Let's see. What are my favorite apps? Oh, my new favorite app. So I've gotten very, very intentional on my, my tracking and my budget. I realized that we were running really heavy and I was making poor choices. So my newest app that I like is You Need a Budget. It's a, um, it's a budgeting software. It's super simple, but it allows me to give a name to every dollar that comes into the business. So they have a cool little, it's an app and it's also, you can log in on the website. That's my all-time favorite right now. I also use Mile IQ. That way I don't have to worry about my, um, my uh, mileage. It just does it for me. And I think those are my two right now. And, and what do you do? You plug it into your car or something? Or? No, it's on your phone. And when you start driving, it tells you, it keeps a log of every time you're driving. I have no idea how it does that. And it, uh, <laughs> it asks you. You know, at the end of it, it'll just keep a log of them, and then it, you swipe right if it's business or left if it's personal. And oh, then, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And it'll keep a log. So, it, you know, later, if I don't remember to do it, it'll say you drove this, this many miles. Was it business or personal? Oh, wow. That's great. That's yeah. great. And you have no excuse, right? Exactly. And now a word about Rebus University. The future of real estate training from Buddy Blake of Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Pat, this is Buddy Blake with Remax Essential. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked, 
but I wanted to call you and thank you and your team at uh, Rebus University. We did the listing agent university and listing specialist course. I did it myself months ago, and I will tell you that that was one of the most informative systems I've ever done. It is meat and potato stuff versus the theoretical bullcrap that you see people say and do and certainly you go to all these conventions and people show you all these whiz bang new ideas this was real in the trenches stuff and uh, i use it myself and you may not even know it but we use it for my team i have a team of about 10 and before i allow buyer agents to take on new listings and become listing agents per se be able to do listings they are required to go through this course also We've expanded it out. I have five REMAX offices, and we've got over 100 agents in our company, and a good percentage of them are now taking this course as a training program, especially new agents that we onboard that are brand new into our system. We require them before they can go on their first listing appointment to take and pass this entire course. Uh, It is the best thing that's out there right now. If you're interested in your agents having a better close ratio than any other agent competing in your market, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified like Buddy Blake does. I, used to, I remember way back when I used to actually write it down like on a piece of paper. I had it in my car and I would write down here to here and where I went. You know what I mean? And then, exactly. then I skipped to just gas and wear and tear uh, <laughs> and car payment. But um, as far as write-offs. But anyways, that, that's, that's great. Okay, cool. So let's see. Uh, what, what's, here's a question for you. You might not be prepared for this, but what's the weirdest thing, Misty, that you've ever seen in a house? Oh, wow. What is the weirdest thing I've ever seen? Oh, my gosh. I've seen some weird stuff. That's a good question. Probably the weirdest house or the weirdest thing I've ever seen was a lady that had a doll collection, and they were all creepy dolls. So trying to tell her or explain to her that, you know, this probably wasn't going to work if we were going to sell the house because if I was terrified, others were going to be terrified. <laughs> so, you know, with the help of a stager, we were able to kind of um, get things packed up since she was moving anyways. But yeah, that's and I'm sure crazy. she didn't find them creepy at all. You know, she probably loved them. They all <laughs> yeah. had names and everything. Exactly. Wow. Um, okay. I want to talk to you a little bit about being a mom in the real estate game because we have a lot of mom listeners, uh, uh, in the Rockstar Nation. And, um, you know, I know you have four kids and, and I know, you know, over the years you've worked real estate with them. Uh, what are some tips and techniques for other moms listening to do business with kids? Yeah, that's a tough one. I'll tell you. Um, it, well, first and foremost, family first, you know, you can't, I don't think you can, um, you can't compensate for anything. You've got to put your family first. Um, doing business with kids, I, that's, this is part of the reason I decided to get out of production so that I could grow something. I want a legacy that my kids can take on later. So there are, you know, there's so many pitfalls that you can do, but I think it really just comes down to putting your family first, 
getting clear on your why and then making sure that your priorities are in the right place. It's so easy to get imbalanced in this business and you know, not even realize, thinking that working all those long hours are doing are for the benefit of your family when in the reality, you know, it's not. You've got to put that family first. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you on that because I can remember times like before I built my team when I when I had a business, I would think to myself, I do not want my kids to sell real estate because it is a very consuming it tends to build workaholics and it's a tough gig unless you get it under control. And as team building got more and more popular and, and now there's people that are starting as real estate agents, day one building teams. I, I think it's a much more friendlier business for children, but two decades ago, no. And, and also as a single agent, you know, I don't know if today, if, if, I guess I would have to explain to my kids. I would just tell them, look, look this, is what, this is what could happen. You just need to be aware of it because they do have to start out, right? They do have to, they started out as a buyer agent or started out working for somebody else. They're going to need to know that the way to succeed is to hustle and the way to succeed okay. is to put in the hours. So it's a tough gig. You know what I mean? It's a tough gig. I don't know if I want my kids to be a, a doctor either. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. because you're on call all the time and the, right. the, the work hours just suck. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So how do you do that? Tell me about the, tell me about the leaving the legacy and what your thoughts are with that. Yeah. You know, after, after being in and out of this business so many times, I, I've done other things. I pursued a, a master's in counseling and everything always led me back to real estate and when I came back in in late 2015 I realized you know I keep coming back to the space in my life real estate is in my blood I love it but I keep leaving it why is that and I had to get very very clear on why I kept coming back to real estate and I realized it's the platform where I can make the money that I want to make to provide for my family and it gives me the flexibility to do what I want. So I really had to come back in and readjust my mindset this time. Money is not my motivator. It's not what gets me up in the morning. It's what makes the, the wheels turn on the bus, but it's not what motivates me. So when I got clear on my why, you know, I realized I want something bigger than me. I want to leave something to my children, not just financially, but I want to leave a legacy. I want them to know that I worked hard but that I worked smart so that I could leave something for them. So that's where the legacy came in. This is my chance to build something that will change people's lives. And that's what I want my children to remember. That's what I want those who I associate with. It's bigger, bigger than just chasing that dollar sign. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, Misty, let's wrap this up with our flagship question, is that, and that is this. Let's say I put you on a game show, and I put you on there with other real estate agents, 10 other real estate agents, and you had a six-month period. And in that six-month period, I'm going to put you on an island. That island is not deserted. It has a lot of people, a lot of commerce. They're buying and selling things, including real estate. But the one thing you have in common is you know no one. I give you each $1,000, a laptop, computer, and a cell phone. You compete against the nine other agents to try to sell the most houses. Whoever sells the most houses at the end of six months wins $10 million. How is Misty Burton going to win that $10 million? 
Wow. So I think what I would do is I would, well, I would first partner with all the other business owners. I would find all the lenders and the, the home inspectors, the small business owners, whatever it is, I would partner with them um, to create some of the best events that you could, that you could have. So we would have lots of parties on that island. And my whole purpose <laughs> would be to meet and network with people and to become the celebrity. I want to, I want that celebrity status on that island. So I'm also going to do it with Facebook and I'm going to, um, you know, market myself with the help of those lenders and their services on that island and become the celebrity and have lots of really fun parties. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great answer. Okay. Um, and uh, tell me about the free gift. As you know, everybody that comes on the show brings with them a free gift. And what we do with this gift is, first of all, we're going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash Misty Burton. And it's Misty with an I, guys, M-I-S-T-I, Burton, B-U-R-T-O-N, hybendigital.com backslash Misty Burton. And we're going to put it in the Agent Success Toolbox, which is a toolbox with tons and tons of items of utility that people who have come on this show, have donated as a free gift. Uh, and you guys can get that at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text the word toolbox to 444-999. Misty, what is your free gift? Absolutely. So I am going to give your listeners the 90-Day Beginner Roadmap to Success. It mm. is 12 weeks that I have written out. This is what I share with my newer agents that get started on our team. It is what you should be doing for the next 12 weeks um, to get your business um, up and going. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Misty. This has been fun. Guys, if you have any referrals you want to send out to San Antonio or um, surrounding areas there, San Antonio, Austin, and where else? Houston. Houston. Wow. Uh, Misty, uh, all her information will be in the show notes on hybendigital.com. Misty, thanks again. Have a great day. I appreciate your contribution. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.